Hey, it's Carrie Ann Michelle. When I set out to create season two of Lofty TV back in 2020, I wanted to capture the secrets of some of the most successful female entrepreneurs I knew. Looking back three years later, I see a direct connection between these authentic, vulnerable conversations and the successful outcomes for this amazing, diverse group of women. Tune in to learn how the right self-care plan does, in fact, enable success. Hey, this is Carrie Ann Michelle. Today, my guest is Michelle Thames. We talk about setting boundaries, how meditation can help you achieve goals, and coming back to what is most important. Hey, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's sunny today, so I can't ask for anything else. (laughs) It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's amazing to have you on. Uh, I was really excited for us to reconnect. It's been quite a while since we've seen each other. I feel like that's how it is with most people these days. Um, Well, I'm excited to jump into our conversation today around wellness and self-care. And I'm going to start by just sharing a little bit about you and how we know each other. That's always one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Um, So Michelle Thames um, is the CEO and social media strategist of Thames Media Solutions. And um, she is also the content creator behind the Instagram account Naturalista86, which has quite an impressive following, as well as uh, happilyevernatural.com. And these are platforms that inspire women to be confident, courageous, and unique. And over the last nine years, you have partnered with major brands as a content creator, a strategist, and a speaker, which is so cool. I think it's amazing that you've been having your own business for nine years. That's so, so cool to me. Uh, and we met um, a little over a year ago at a Lululemon event here in Chicago. It was one of my very first sound baths, and you were there as an ambassador with the Equilibria uh, Women CBD brand um, that we partnered with, and we just really connected, and it's just been so much fun to be in your network since that time. <laughs> yeah. It's been so great. And you did amazing sound bath. Like I haven't had a, a one like that since ours. So it was- oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, that, that was an exciting time, especially for me just to take a new step in the business. But yeah, I mean, congratulations. I just want to pause on nine years. I really think that is admirable. It's something that, you know, as another female business owner, it's like when you know somebody who's been in business that long, you know that you're doing something right. You know, and even through the day to day and the pivots and all of that, you know, it just shows like proof in the success. And um, it's really fun to watch your content and to see all the different things you do and how you help people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like I've been blogging so long and seen so much. It's just, it's crazy. And I never thought that this could actually, you know, turn into a full-time career. Like who, who thinks that, oh, I'm going to start this blog and it'll just turn into so much more. So it's really been a blessing and I'm just grateful to be able to use my skills to, you know, create a blog and create income from that. So it's been great. 
Yeah. And one of the other things we were talking about before we really kind of, you know, got on today was it is that you were just starting your own podcast. And one of the things you're doing is helping people to really understand what goes into being successful in social media. Um, you have a really enormous, really impressive following. You also create excellent content and your audience is highly engaged. And, um, but there is hard work that goes behind that. And so that's one of the cool things. Um, remind me the name of the podcast. My podcast is Social Media Decoded. Social Media Decoded. I love that. And that sounds like you're simplifying things. You're making it easy yep. for people to understand, though it's not necessarily, you know, there's work. Like I said, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing behind all of this. And as we talk about balance today, you know, especially I'm curious about your perspective as someone who spends time you know, in social media, online, engaging with people, I mean, for you to be successful, it also means you really can't turn that off all that often. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but it can be done. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'd love to just jump in on that, you know, kind of topic um, and understand, you know, what is one of your go-to forms of self-care and why is that one that you rely on? One of my go-to forms of self-care is definitely meditation. Um, I've been meditating consistently for about two and a half years. And when I first started, I thought that I was doing something wrong because, you know, they say quiet your mind and all these thoughts start running through your head. But really, meditation has helped me to really own in and focus on certain things and really achieve my goals because it's it just helps me to start my day to really calm myself and to really focus on what I want my day to be about. And I do different meditations. I mean, there's so many different meditations that you, I mean, you know, there's so many different meditations, you <laughs> can do. but I really focus on, you know, affirmations and setting an intention for my day, because I think when I set intentions for my day, it really helps me to drive to those goals and to get everything done. Because being a business owner and owning two businesses, being a wife, being a mom, it can be a lot. So that meditation by myself in the morning is my me time. And I really need that to help me get through my day. So meditation is definitely the first choice on any type of self-care for myself is definitely my meditation exercise and journaling as well. Journaling and meditation go hand in hand. Once I'm done with my meditation, I journal, you know, how I want my day to go, what I look forward to, what I'm grateful for, because that just helps me it helps me stay centered and helps me, be, me bring everything back to that oneness within myself. Like, okay, today I'm going to set the intention to get everything done. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it just, it's just really helpful. So meditation is definitely my number one form of self-care. I mean, I think that's beautiful too, the way that you kind of, you know, also shared about the, the add-on of journaling so that it's, it's not only sort of allowing yourself that space and time to sort of just reconnect and kind of, you know, even when I wake up in the morning, there's noise happening, you know, in my mind all around. It's like, I notice it most, I notice it most in the shower. Like I'll just be in there washing my hair or something. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on in here. And it's just me, <laughs> but you know, but then that added step of how you, you journal and, and some of the, I, I appreciate that you shared some of the things you journal about, because I feel like a lot of times with self-care, you know, you'll hear, Oh, well, journaling is a really great way to, to do that. And you're sort of like, okay, well, what do I journal about? You know, and um, I also think from my own experience that sometimes if I'm in a grumpy mood in the morning, it's hard to feel without a little meditation and time for myself. If I sit with a journal, I'm like, well, I don't know. Not that I'm not grateful for things because of course I am. But sometimes, you know, you wake up and 
things are hard and you just, you have an emotions and you, you know, and that's where that meditation and that journaling can help you bring yourself back with a new perspective. And I, I really love that you do that. I'd be curious, how did you get into meditation? You know, I have been looking it up for a while and I know, um, I don't want to say his name wrong. It's not Rev Run, but his brother. Um, ah, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he, I listened to some of him talking about meditate and his name will come to me in a minute, but um, I listened to him talk about like how meditation and how meditation is a process for successful people is I think how I really, really got interested in it because a lot of successful people meditate in the morning, either, like you said, meditate and journal. And I think that with me having my own business and just really wanting to be a successful business owner, I was looking for different ways to be an outlet for me, to help me be a successful business person. And I think meditation has definitely helped with that. So just researching the different ways to be successful. And that was one of them. So I really, you know, did more research on it and the health benefits too, is so many health benefits that people don't understand about meditation and it just really helps your mind. And I'm really grateful for that because I feel like my mind has developed so much since I've been meditating. And I know that that's kind of like hard to explain, but you only will know if you start to meditate, you will see how your mind can develop and the things that you will be able, will be open to. So I think that is why I really got started um, researching meditation. Yeah, I, I like that perspective. And also just, you're right about the mind. I mean, you trying to, trying to add on to that because it is it's a hard thing sometimes to explain I'll, I'll lead a sound bath and you know as a part of that we do a meditation and then it is a very meditative experience and I'll have people come up to me afterwards and sort of say well how do I know if I was really you know meditating and so I'll just ask the question about you know well what was the experience like you know was your mind racing were you able to were you thinking about one thing at a time you know and part of that is just starting to sitting and allowing yourself that space allows you to start to unpack what is even going on in my mind because as humans we're it's yeah it's incredible how many thoughts we can hold at once and it's kind of the magic of allowing yourself to first just notice everything that's going on <laughs> you know <laughs> and i thought of his name russell simmons i don't know why i couldn't think of that russell, <laughs> russell simmons. simmons yeah duh like he meditates and he's been talking about it forever so yes he was definitely somebody that i researched and he talked about it and broke it down and really for me to understand it. So I thought of his name. Well, that's great. No, I'm glad you did because we'll make sure that anyone listening or watching they might be curious to look him up. Um, I'd also be curious when you first started to meditate, like what was your process? Did you, did you just try to do it for like a minute at a time? Did you jump in with a guided meditation and just sort of say, okay, I'm going to try to do this for 10 minutes? What was that like? Yeah, I looked up a lot of meditations on YouTube. I did start off with the five minute guided meditations. I feel like those really helped me. Also on like Spotify, you can, they have meditations on there too. It's, they have them everywhere. And there's apps, there's the Calm app, there's the Headspace app. I've tried both of them. Um, but I really just prefer to go to YouTube and, or Spotify and just type in a meditation. However I'm feeling in the morning is really what I tend to go with. Sometimes I'll say, okay, I want a gratitude meditation or a five minute guided morning meditation or a nighttime meditations. I do those too to help me get to sleep, but it just really depends on my day. And I have so many different avenues, like I said, YouTube, Spotify. Um, yeah. So that's really how I just search for them on a daily basis. It just really depends on how I'm feeling for the day. Well, I think that's a good insight too, because um, it is nice, you know, one 
respect you can find someone's voice that you really find soothing or you like sort of the approach but it's also really nice to just know that we have this wealth of you know libraries that exist and a lot of them for free or are really low cost and that you can just start by like what is it that i need and whatever kind of comes to mind you can find it and it sounds like for you the other thing that i would take away that i hope you know people that maybe are just trying to get into meditation would take away as well is that there's not really one size fits all it's like even within your day-to-day -day, you know life you're gonna have like you said maybe you're feeling like you need some help cultivating gratitude or you just want to calm down before you go to bed and that's that's kind of the beauty of meditation is it's whatever you need it to be absolutely i definitely agree with that it's so many different ways so for anybody listening or watching know that there is no one right way to do meditation and a lot of people to dm me and ask me are there different ways to do meditation. There's so many different ways. So there's no one size fit all. I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people may begin to feel overwhelmed with the thought of meditation and all the different forms. So just go with what you feel is best. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. Um, the other thing that I'm curious about as I think about, especially you being a business, being an entrepreneur, as long as you have, you know, is there, if you think back, is there a piece of advice that's really helped you um, to think differently about the idea of self-care in your business? Yeah. And, you know, this year has really been a year um, because I started my agency in August of last year and officially launched it in February of this year and really setting boundaries and knowing what you, what you are, you can and can't do because you want to please everybody, right? But we know that we can't do that. So setting those boundaries is even self-care because you don't want to overextend yourself. I can't pour from an empty cup. So if I'm depleted, there's going to be nothing that I can give my clients, nothing that I can give my husband, my daughter, anyone if I'm depleted. So definitely setting boundaries early and not taking on too many tasks that I know that will overwhelm me that has really been um, important in business and really understanding my limits. Yeah, and I think I love the the metaphor. I mean, I go to you know, not overfilling your cup um, a lot of times because the ironic thing is that when you do that, it, it and we keep going out that metaphor, I mean, like it spills over and then there's nothing in there. And um, when you are your business and you know, you're, you're doing what you are not only with the agency side, but then as a content creator, because you essentially you have two pieces to that, um, it relies on you to be there. And you can't keep going and you can't have financial stability if, if you don't have that balance. Um, and so I think it's really beautiful that you figured out, you know, creating boundaries. How, what are some ways that you do that? I mean, I heard one, which is that you have your meditation time for yourself every day. Um, what else do you do in your business to help make sure that those boundaries are there? So I don't know if you heard of the four hour work week, but I started to read that. And I don't take calls on Mondays and Fridays because Mondays, I feel like I need to regroup from the weekend and figure out what plan I want to take of action. And Fridays, I feel like is a day that I want to relax and I want some me time and time to focus on myself and my business. So not taking calls on those two days definitely helped me. And I know being a new entrepreneur going into this, you're like, I can't, like, you're not going to have calls on Mondays and Fridays, but it's your business and you can decide what you want to do. So that is something that I decided that those are my boundaries. I don't accept calls on Mondays and Fridays. And then I set up 
on Tuesday through Thursday, what time frame will I be able to take calls and meetings, you know, and having a set schedule, having a calendar, having everything at my fingertips and knowing that when I'm doing this, you know, just that's so important to have those boundaries and to make sure that I'm doing that, you know, having a set schedule is just so important. Yeah, I agree with you completely. It's interesting when you're talking about that and, you know, the idea of the four-hour work week and the sort of the no Monday and Friday calls and when do you have your calls on the other days. Um, it made me think a lot about uh, when I first started my business uh, three years ago. And now, granted, that was a time when we were, you know, going downtown and meeting up for coffee with people. But still, I remember at first, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, anytime that somebody wants to have a coffee, like I'm, I'm in it, I'm going, I'm going to get it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be there for them because I got to grow my business. And I was exhausted after like maybe three months of doing that. I thought to myself, like, what are you doing? You know, you're, I was spending so much time, you know, taking the L going downtown and then taking the L maybe back home. Cause I didn't have a co-working space then. Um, and I, I agree that as soon as I was able to say, you know, this is the couple of days I'm downtown, it helped me stay focused overall. And I sort of did the same thing again when um, the when COVID hit and all of a sudden I was kind of back inside and some business changed. I had a little freak out and I sort of thought, OK, well, if they want to talk tomorrow, then I'll take that call. And the same thing happened, you know, after about um, a month and a half in, I was like, oh, I I got to go back to, I only do phone calls on these days and these times. And that's when I'm going to give my energy to other people and to, you know, partnerships or opportunities or new business. And the other times I'm going to, I'm going to save that to work on the business itself. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. If you don't set boundaries and if you just continue to take calls and just continue to run yourself raggedy is what I like to say. <laughs> it's going to hurt you in the end because you're not going to have any energy or any time to do anything else. So just setting those boundaries and making sure too that your clients understand. I think that's super important. I'm very selective in the clients that I take too because it can be overwhelming. I mean, some clients are very particular about things and things like that. So that's another thing is being super intentional on what clients that I do accept because that can be a determining factor too on like time and things like that. So it's super important for that as well. Yeah, I agree. I think there's something too. also, you know, when you kind of going back to the idea of like, if you set yourself up well in the morning, you have your little time for you, you're, you're more tapped into what you need. You kind of have the boundaries then. So now when you have a phone call with somebody, you're much more um, quickly able to assess how am I feeling about this, this potential client? And even though I know for me, there's been times where like, I feel like, oh, this is money. I need it this month. I really should make this work. But there's something about that energy or the way the conversation's going that's telling me in my gut, this is not going to serve you well. And ultimately, you're not going to serve that person as well either because you're not going to do your best work. And I know that I didn't get good at understanding that until I started to have those boundaries and time for myself as well. Do you, do you find that that happens to you? I mean, how do you make decisions about those clients? I mean, is it a similar process where it's kind of a feeling or... Yeah, it is. It's totally a feeling. And also I have questionnaires, you know, to make sure that we're the right fit because everybody is not the right fit for everybody. And that's another thing, just taking on clients just because of the money. That's not the right way to go. Definitely. It, it's a feeling and just making sure we're the right fit for each other because you may not be the right fit for it to be a client for me. You know what I'm saying? It has to be mutually beneficial and we have to be on the same page. So definitely I have 
you know, process to set in place, for example, a questionnaire to go over before we even decide to move forward with being a client. So I think that's great. And that's a good example for people that are watching or listening just to know that, you know, you can choose to have um, an extension of those boundaries for yourself to gather more data before you make a choice. So that just like the client is deciding about if they're going to choose you, you're choosing if you want to work with them. And I think that's that's really smart. So is your questionnaire um, lengthy? Is it just, you know, kind of the core information you need? What I love getting like insight on that. I always think that kind of helps people to get ideas, you know? Yeah, it's it's not lengthy at all. It definitely like goes over budgets and things like that because that's super important. Um, it goes over, you know, what they're looking for, what their needs are so that we can make sure that we are able to fully meet their needs and also that they're able to, you know, afford our services. So we just want to make sure that we're right fit. So it's not too long. It's a short questionnaire. And then if we feel that, you know, we want to move forward and it's a good mutually beneficial relationship, then we'll have, you know, a call to discuss everything and move forward and they can sign on as a client. Yeah, well, thank you for walking through that. And the reason I kind of belabored that point is that one of the things I've been trying to pull out along the way in these conversations is when these sort of forms of self-care show up in a conversation that we might not consider that, right? Like we might not consider creating a questionnaire for a client as really a form of self-care. It's like, that seems like, well, that's just maybe a good business practice that I could adopt. But the reality is, is what it's doing is it's preserving your own time and it's allowing you to have a way to do it, make it a faster process and to make a better decision, which are all things that ultimately help serve you, which is what self-care is, which it's that's kind of part of like what I'm trying to do with this series is also help educate on all those different ways when they show up. Yes. Um, you know, one of the other things that I've been kind of getting into with everybody this series is, you know, we are living in such an, a different time in life, right? Something that um, none of us have ever lived through, you know, especially we think about a pandemic. I know I was talking to my parents there in their 70s and they're saying, you know, never experienced something like this. And then, you know, you couple that uncertainty of this global pandemic with, you know, when we live in big cities and we have all types of other um, underlying issues that are going on. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with, you know, protests and um, change and all together, you know, day in and day out that that is there, you know, it's present. And, you know, I'd be curious for you as you think back about, um, you know, the last several months and are there times that you feel stuck? And what do you do to motivate yourself right now, you know, when things are feeling overwhelming? Oh, I've been stuck so many times during this pandemic. And it's just really bringing myself back to focus on, you know, what's really important. And for me, it's really important for me to create generational wealth for my family. I mean, I don't come from a family who has a lot of money or anything like that. So it's very, very important to me to always move the needle forward every single day. So when I'm stuck in a rut, I just think back to my goals and what I'm trying to achieve with my business. And that really helps me to propel forward. Um, it's just so much going on and so much noise. And especially like you said, in Chicago, we've had riots, we've had so much stuff happening. It could just be so hard to focus. And I just, I'll pick up a book or something, you know, something, one of my, I love self-help, self, self-help self books. I have like, I'm looking at my um, library over here. I have like a ton of books and I just, sometimes I just pick up a book and say, okay, well, I feel like my message is in this book today. And I think I get a spark from that as well, like to keep moving forward. But 
definitely always in the back of my mind, my purpose is what keeps me going. So even if I'm having like the worst day ever, I'll sit myself down and say, Michelle, why are you really doing this? You know why you're doing it. So don't worry about everything else that's going on. Cut the chatter and just really focus on your goal. And that is creating generational wealth for my family, something I can pass down to my daughter. You know, I don't want my daughter to have to go through the same things that I went through. I want her to be able to have the tools that she needs readily available for her so that she can go off and have a property at at the age of 18 or whatever it is, have her own business if she wants to do that. I wasn't afforded those opportunities. So it's really, really super important to me that she is afforded more opportunities than I was than I ever have. And she actually has. She's been around the country and she's only six. She's done so many things that I've never got to do. So that's like my motivation and driving factor when I'm stuck in a rut. It's like, no, I'm gonna get it together because I have such more of a bigger purpose than just these businesses that you see. So that's really what keeps me going. I love that. I, I mean, thank you for sharing that. I feel like, you know, getting down to that depth of like, what is my purpose and what is it I'm trying to do? And, you know, also just knowing that um, part of that can, can be about, like you said, creating generational wealth and that there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, that being one of the driving pieces. Um, I, I love this. I love this conversation. I love everything that we've chatted about and um, your, I appreciate your insights and opening up. Um, I would love to know kind of as we wrap things up, if there is a, um, if anyone's listening to this, they're feeling inspired, they wanna you know, get in touch with you. We'll obviously have all your handles and everything here um, that people can click on and get to, but you know, um, is there anything that specific, you know, if they're thinking about social media or um, ways to work with you that you, you'd like to share? <laughs> Oh, sure. Um, definitely. If anyone, you know, wants to work with social media, if they want to work on their strategy, if they need help, you can find us at thanesmediasolutions.com. And we help you simplify social media because like I said earlier, it can be so complex and we really want to help our clients simplify social media so that they can thrive online. You can also find me at naturalista86 on Instagram. I share so much mom tips sustainability is a really, really big for me. So I'm sharing more of that. Saving our planet is so important to me. Like people don't understand how something you do so small can help our planet and help us live longer. Um, and also my blog, Happily Ever Natural, again, where I inspire women to be confident, courageous, and unique every single day because we're all unique. Like no one's the same. And I think that that's really important to me is to continue to promote that message that you are unique in your own way and no one can be like you. So just keep doing what you're doing because the world needs your shine. The world needs what you have to give and no one else can offer what you offer. So that's my tip of advice to anybody who's just starting out or not sure if they want to do a podcast, a book, whatever. No one will be able to do it like you. So that's where you can find me. And I'm so thankful for this conversation because self-care is so super important to me. Thank you. I love that. I'm going to take that with me too. And remembering, you know, that there is no one else like me. There's no one else like you. And you're right. I mean, that's, that's really at the heart of it. Um, thank you so much for your time. This thank has been having awesome. You. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Well, I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Hey, it's Carrie Ann Michelle. 
I believe that taking self-care to the next level just takes the right mindset. If you want a daily routine, check out my Patreon membership where I share sound baths that help alleviate anxiety, meditations to get centered, and tips and tools to stay grounded and balanced.